All right, we got another Meathead Hippie podcast for you. This is the Meathead version. So I think of Meathead, some people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that word. (laughs) Meathead? Wait, what? (laughs) It's just really funny to have that conversation. But if you know, you know. And what we're talking about is masculine energy Meathead. And then we're talking about more feminine energy Hippie. But all that being said, it is just the multiple sides of us and we get to show up as all of us as often as we want and ideally all the time. So in that search, I thought it would be fun to always have two podcasts. And so for this Meatheadish podcast, I'm talking to the incredible Shalisa Powell. Shalisa is one of the most amazing humans because she is just love. <laughs> you know those people you meet and you're like... I feel so loved. (laughs) She's bright and loving and warm and brilliant and smart and caring and is such a teacher. And she is a part of our uh, platform daily schedule where she does Tuesday classes for pelvic floor core. It's called Stabilize Your Core with with Shalisa, and it truly is the most stabilizing of your core you can get. And so I wanted to have her on to talk about the journey of being a mom, uh, going through strong core, no core, back to strong core, talking about pelvic floor, breathing. How do we get connected to that part of our body again? I think you guys will really enjoy it. She's just wonderful. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And then don't forget, there's another podcast waiting for you all about the new moon in Pisces with our astrologist, Jennifer Sheldon. This is a big one and it relates to what we're going to talk about today with Shalisa which is the art of receiving. And this is a part of my book. If you have read my book of Do, Feel, Know, and that's the art of manifestation, it is so hard to stop doing and start feeling. And so when we think about how do we think of that in a way that is actually doable, (laughs) how do we apply that to our life? Because it's easy in theory. It is truly learning that you are deserving of just sitting and receiving. And so the whole new moon energy is exactly that. And then what we're talking about today with Shalisa is exactly that. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that you can get your mind to stop thinking about the to-do list. You can take some big pelvic floor driving breaths and remember that you have done the work and you are doing the work. And sometimes it's not about doing, it's just about feeling in and knowing you are worthy of receiving. So please receive this podcast, receive all the love from Shalisa, myself, from Jennifer. Thank you for being a listener. Enjoy. (laughs) I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Shalisa Powell, what a pleasure to have you on my meatheadish version of the meathead hippie. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. I love how many times our our paths have weaved in Denver in so many bizarre ways. Um, through Born, through April, through Rush mm-hmm. Cycle, through all this fitness network. And you also have a strong connection to Hawaii as well. So I... <laughs> I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting here talking to you while you're there just makes me a little bit jealous, but I'm okay with it. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm sending all the sun. I know there's like big snow coming your way. So 
I just am glad that we're talking. I mean, you're one of those people and everyone listening, this is like my intro to Shalisa, that you just are so ready for everyone to feel good in their own body and to feel good even in your conversations with people. So I met you initially with Bumble, kind of this fun Bumble event that you were running. And uh, again, at this event where you have the most badass entrepreneurs on stage, and then at another event that you put together, like you're just incredibly talented in what you do and work, but you also have just a heart of gold. And I am just so honored to have you a part of this Tuesday night schedule that we have for platform, but also just to hear about your story. You just had a baby. There's so many things happening, COVID changes, uh, all the things (laughs) like it's so we're in the same wavelength, you know, so I'm just really glad to talk to you today. Yeah. I feel like, um, when we met, well, I saw your name on my wait list and I was like, is that like Emily Schramm, Emily Schramm? Um, (laughs) so I just feel like it was meant to be for us to meet because we are definitely always moving around and, um, you know, you do the same thing, you know, help people feel good about their bodies and in their bodies. And I love that. And I think what I really wanted to just jump right into, it almost feels, I said this a lot in the podcast, so I'm just not going to bore my listeners here about how (laughs) my own evolution, my own growth is directly tied to the growth of what I do for work, right? And I thought it would be fun to almost talk about this in a way of you just had a baby, like this huge, amazing (sighs) shift of bringing a human into the world and most of your focus kind of with bar and Pilates and opening studios and so much work in that area. And I just would love if we jumped right into this relationship with your core. (laughs) Yeah. I, wow. My relationship with my core has really grown in the last year having a baby. (laughs) Um, I did, I grew up dancing. Um, so that is my background and it definitely led me into bar, into Pilates. Um, it all kind of lended itself together. Um, so those things are kind of where I started my career, at least in fitness. Um, and then in July of last year, I had my baby boy. His name is Kai, um, which is very Hawaiian, by the way. (laughs) Oh, it is. That's so beautiful. And he's such a munchkin. Like he is the cutest face in the world. (laughs) He's a meatball. He's like rolls on rolls and rolls. Yeah. So I think I always had a really strong core just because of the workouts that I was doing. Um, Bar and Pilates really focus on core stabilizers. Um, So I think I kind of knew I had a strong core. Um, And then you have a baby and you don't have any core. Like you have no ab muscles at all whatsoever when you're done. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out how to get it back where to start. Um, and as I started doing that, I started kind of digging deep into where to start. So whether you're, you've just had a baby or whether you're just beginning out beginning, um, or whether you just really never focused on it before, uh, I started taking it from the basics and have kind of built now 
through your platform, my core, my stabilize your core class, which has been really awesome. And people love it. I think it's just like when I was looking at the schedule, knowing we obviously first and foremost, our strength core focus, I was like, where are these missing pieces? And it's just always back to the basics of exactly what you said. And then at the same time, this divine timing of your Instagram post. And I was like, yes, you are perfect. And you just are in so many ways, because it's not just, let me let let's work out your core uh it's it's this idea of who you are and your essence coming through with that and I think that so many people that are coaches or trainers or practitioners forget that it's not necessarily what you're teaching it's who you are behind the teaching and just your embodiment of living it and breathing it and that's the power in it what are some misconceptions and this could go all the way back to your studio you know like way back in Boulder or you know even just storytelling kind of through the studios that you have been a part of kind of leading into your own thing what are the most surprising things you've learned about your own core as you were growing your own education around it or what do you consistently tell people that are like brand new to what core is with the misconceptions of core and pelvic floor and kind of this connection to that oh so many things um to start, I think when people think about their core, they think about their abs and they think about their six pack abs. And that is honestly, in my class, we don't ever think about those muscles because we're really digging deep into your stabilizer muscles, your transverse abs, your internal, external obliques, your spine stabilizers, your pelvic floor. Um, so it really kind of comes away from your average crunches and digs a little deeper. Um, breath, your diaphragm, it's also a huge part of your core. So we do a lot of breath work in class, um, expanding those muscles, um, utilizing the space that we have in our lungs. Um, I like to talk about taking up space and that's one of those places where we really wanna take up spaces through our breath. Um, and the pelvic floor, which I think Women understand more once they have a baby, but it is such an important part of your core. Men, women, everyone uh, can be focusing on strengthening their pelvic floor as, as a piece of your core muscle, muscles. And it's so interesting too, this disconnect, exactly what you said of taking up space and this idea of the psychology behind it, right? Because so much of us have been in a position where we're trying to get into jeans or we kind of feel in public situations, which maybe that's another silver lining of COVID, like <laughs> letting ourselves expand in more ways than we realize because the clothes that we're wearing, the clothes that we're putting on our body aren't necessarily like... <gasps> I'm around people because I see this all the time. I used to be this person of kind of, okay, I'm around people. And there's this instant block that we put on our bodies subconsciously. And it's like this sucking in, this holding, like keeping everything looking a certain way, right? Just because we feel that's how we should be. And it changes our connection with anything below our belly button. Like we truly, and that, there's other reasons for this, right? Because of kind of the idea of, not even talking about sexuality or not even understanding what female anatomy is like, Oh, what is that? And know that <laughs> like this things that are like completely removed from 
our education. But I love this because it's exactly that. It's this breath work of taking up space. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's funny. I definitely, you definitely won't hear me talk about the look of your abs or your core in my class because when you build the strength, I mean, really, it's not about that. It's about strength. At the end of the day, if if I'm going to help you work out or teach you a class, the goal is strength so that everything else you do throughout the day is easier um, and stability is so important. But yeah, it's, it's almost like I forget <laughs> that people think about like holding that in um, just because I've tried to pull myself out of that. I, I grew up dancing. I danced in the NBA. I know what it feels like to suck everything in. Um, and I've really let that go in my life. So, so um, it feels good to just have a class that focuses on your core for strength instability. That's so beautiful. I mean, and it's all of us have done it. You know, it's like, this is literally all of us waking up to it. And that's why, again, this, I, I kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of Chiron or like the wounded healer. I, I just resonate with that so much. It's like a big way of astrologically saying this is really deferring from meathead and we're going full <laughs> hippie over here. But this idea of we are truly, we heal ourselves to heal others. And it's just the gifts of continuing that overflow of your own journey, kind of being that. It's just amazing. I mean, it's just so cool because there's no flaw in anything we've done, which allows us to have so much forgiveness of understanding and acceptance. And I just, that's so bad. I didn't know that, Shelly. So you dance for the NBA? Yeah, I dance for the Nuggets. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so badass. <laughs> well, can we do a dance party next time we see each other? Because Can we please? Yes. Uh, I have all well, my old uniforms you can uh, We can just both put them on. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so in. I'm so down for this. Well, and that's this idea too of kind of how did it go from some structured flow to now you are creating your own flows. Do you really see that shift? Is that, was that a hard transition for you or was that a good transition for you or was it just natural? Um, it has been happening. So when I started with Pure Bar, I owned a Pure Bar studio in Boulder. Um, I started with that company when it was brand new and a couple years in, I became a teacher trainer and then through that, I started um, being on the development side. So creating the workouts for Pure Bar. Um, so for me, that was that was my favorite part is creating and playing around with things and figuring out what what works, what doesn't work, what I'm, where I'm feeling things. Um, so I think creating my own flow and my own class has been something I've always wanted to do. And now that I'm kind of free to do whatever I want and really taking the time to explore you'll see it in my class like from one class to the next or the the basics are always the same but sometimes we flow sometimes we don't sometimes we spend the whole time on the floor sometimes we're up it just kind of is all over the place I love that it's just expression it's just true mm -hmm. expression and it has to be that way like when we think of the the meathead negative, if there was any negative, although it all kind of turns out to be a learning experience, is so many times people want the plan. 
like, just give me the plan. And we, we want to give a plan, right? We're teachers, we're helpers, we're healers. Plans are very helpful, but I think they backfire <laughs> because if you don't have an exact plan, then you feel like you can't do anything. You're kind of like, well, I'm not doing anything. Whereas it is truly this idea of it's what feels good. It's what feels flow. It what It's what needs to just like fit with that day. It doesn't mean all or nothing. So I think that's beautiful. And for you, as far as uh, having a baby and knowing <laughs> this, like bringing this life into the world, I, it's just so fascinating to me because I have so much, there's just like nobody I have respect more for than a mom, like period, you know, and this idea of really learning so much more about your own body and what you're capable of. Did you have any, especially, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but some surprising moments, someone who had already had that strong core and allowing kind of this life to come through you and starting from ground zero, I, it is interesting to me because so many of us feel that way with COVID kind of being our 2020 and feeling stopped and now restarting uh, what were the things that kind of helped you get through some of this like initial I'm a brand new beginner again and that fear that sometimes comes with that when we are so used to not being a beginner <laughs> you know yeah. we're like we're, we're usually on top of our shit and so I would love to know if there's anything that kind of came through with that um, that would be helpful for somebody that's like you know in the, in the transition of getting back to it? I think the biggest thing I would tell any new mom or any beginner, it kind of all feels the same when you're starting out from scratch is patience. You have to have patience. You have to trust in the process. And um, for me, coming from my background and being super strong and being able to do all sorts of crazy stuff, um, taking it down to just laying down on my back and breathing into my diaphragm. That was like where I started and my body wanted to jump out of my, I wanted to jump out of my skin. I wanted to like go do whatever it was that I was doing before. And I just couldn't. So having patience in the process and really taking out all the fluff and the fancy stuff at the beginning and just do the most basic movement you can think of um, to build strength because it comes quickly, but you got to be patient and you got to, you got to go through step one, two, three, four, five, before you get to 10, you know? Totally. What is, and fitness is so good for, you know, obviously we know the things it's good for, right? <laughs> our bones, our muscles, our mind, but like, it's by far the best thing for me. I just got back from the gym and I did deadlifts and I haven't done heavy deadlifts in a while, you know, and it was kind of this idea of, all right, let's have a mental talk. When's the last time you've actually done this? And then it was good for me to do all of that before I put my hands on the bar because I was like, okay, I, I know how to expect this weight to feel, you know, and if it surprises me and it feels super light and I crush it and it's like, I've never missed a day, then that's great. But the likelihood of that happening is pretty low. So I'm going to set myself up for success by saying, 
Okay. When was the last time I heavy deadlifted? Oh shit. It's been a bit, it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> Working back. So, you know, despite the weight, I'm just going to move into getting to heavy sets of fives. And so that was really helpful for me because I, it's so easy for us to just instantly set ourselves up for, I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel strong after. And then almost in the middle of the workout, we're like unraveling exactly why we're yeah. working out. Uh-huh. And like, you know, you're going to do something for the first time that you haven't done in a long time. So you're probably not going to pair it with like eight other exercises at that moment. You're just going to dig in to the one focus that you have in the moment. Totally. I deadlifted and then I sat down. <laughs> it was so funny. You know, my warm up sets, I was doing some like marching deadlifts and then some glutes. And then at the, when I hit heavy, it was this moment. And I always think of, have you met Savannah at the gym, Coach Sav? Uh-uh. I haven't met oh, her yet. She's so beautiful. So she's an Olympic lifting coach. And so when I was doing my Olympic lifting matches, she's so hilarious because she's like, you snatch one time and she's like, sit down. <laughs> You're like, oh, this, I love Olympic lifting. This is amazing. <laughs> but she is so adamant about like, as soon as you do the move, especially if it's heavy, even if it feels okay, just sit. You did what you needed to do. Now rest. And this is kind of funny too, because the new moon, the hippie podcast we just launched alongside this is all about the new moon is all about receive. Like you're not actually supposed to do anything. You're really supposed to just be open. And that kind of makes sense for what we're talking about. For sure. I see a lot of people after they have babies, just like rushing to try to get back to where they were or you know they everybody talks about it um and I think that was kind of my my vibe coming out of pregnancy was like let it come to me like I don't need to try so hard my body knows what to do and if I just let it do its thing it's gonna happen and it totally did that is so beautiful Shalisa that's like so wise I mean I really because it's so easy in theory, right? It's so easy right. to say it, yeah. but to do this it is, is beautiful. This is the nice thing about having a baby when you're 38 years old. <laughs> you kind of, you, uh, you understand some of those things a little better, but you know, people do it at every age, but if there's any wisdom I can pass to people is uh, to just let your body do its thing. That is such wisdom. So sage. What is your sign? Virgo. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know that. That makes me so happy. Of course it's Virgo. There's so many things. We'll talk about this after the call. That's so, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but I need a full rundown because I'm not hippie enough to understand. All things. <laughs> well, you just keep, keep with those emails coming in hot with the astrology. We're going to get everybody to be an astrologist by the end of this year. <laughs> I am into it. I am into it. Uh, this is so beautiful. So as far as your floor, pelvic floor training and kind of this, the final pieces for maybe new mamas, because I was just doing a podcast about adrenals with the pelvic floor and how that extra stress, even baby or not, it, it genuinely is connected to this structure and the hips and the glutes and getting things to fire. So I love what you said about breath work and awareness. I think those two are like the instant kind of connection, mind to body, 
for me, when I see somebody really struggling with activating it, I look at that stress level, that overall paradigm of their stress and their adrenals. If you're really stressed out, right? Why, why are these things not activating? And it all comes back to breath and stress. So it's just, it all makes sense. Um, what are some other ways that that mind body connection as we're learning these deeper muscles or where that relationship again, kind of refinding it, rediscovering it, Maybe it's just curiosity. Maybe it's just practice and doing it and exploring it. But any other tips on like how to get someone to know that there's something under their belly button other than something to cover up, right? Like, right. This, like oh, I, I hate this area. I'm disconnected. How do we, you know, that idea of reconnecting with it and being in love with it, like being so proud of it and seeing what it does for us every day. Any other ways that we can help somebody tap into that if they're feeling like it's, you know, just not quite their friend yet. <laughs> um, the thing about the pelvic floor is it's tied to everything you do on a daily basis. Like, okay, it's tied to going to the bathroom. It's, it, it's all related. All of that musculature is tied to that. It's tied to your sexual health. It's tied to your breath and all of those core muscles. So a lot of times we kind of forget that at the base of our body is this just kind of like bowl, <laughs> right? Shaped muscle that's holding everything in. Um, so really, if you're thinking about how you want to like strengthen all of that, it all starts from the bottom, right? You say, you know, when you're lifting, it starts from your feet. You want to make sure that your feet are where they need to be and everything's in line. And when you're working your core, it starts from the bottom. You got to really kind of start from the bottom, pull everything in and up. Um, women have heard of Kegels. Men probably don't ever think about it, but they can do Kegels too. <laughs> um, and really, if I could give just like a quick, like, here's how you activate, you would think about your undercarriage, your, your personal bits, <laughs> and you think about lifting them up away from the floor without squeezing your glutes and still breathing. So if you could just like, I don't know, if you're sitting there listening to it. I'm doing it about, right now. Okay. So think about pulling everything up and in, and then don't hold your breath. Breathe into your diaphragm and your rib cage. And then if you're squeezing your booty, your glutes, let them go, but keep everything lifted. Keep it up. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and there's kind of levels. Like you could almost think about yeah. like an elevator, like taking it to the top floor holding it for a little bit, maybe going down one floor, maybe going down one more floor, and then one more, I and then you go it. back up. And this reminds me of, so, and this is, just, again, kind of, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, there's just no way I can't cross me at a hip hippie, because it's root chakra and it's sacral chakra, right there, like, and the disconnect between us feeling grounded and safe and stabilized and also empowered and sexual and, you know, like, just fully ourselves like it makes so much sense why we're disconnected from this and so I love what you're doing because you're physically giving them cues into a world that is opening up kind of how Dixie does her chakra yoga classes like the the yoga poses help us get to the places that we need of awareness to just 
open up energetic doorways that we don't even see. So this reminds me so much of like Kundalini breath. Like let's Mm -hmm. just like contract, release and hold. I love this. Everyone do this now. And then how long (laughs) do you, when you, when you practice this, how long are you consciously efforting it? I mean, I do, I think this must be just my meditation. So I love that this is kind of a part of my meditation, but for someone brand new focusing on core, do you have like a recommended do this daily meditate or like a practice work for this type of stuff? I don't necessarily, but I think like maybe a couple minutes in the morning and a couple minutes at night, or if you're, you know, sometimes I do it in my car, especially when I was pregnant while I was driving, I would, cause you know, if you're like you or me, you're probably running around all day doing a million things. Um, so in your car is a time where you're sitting. Um, it's a good chance for you to just kind of like focus in on it. It shouldn't it's affect any favorite time. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite time to do this. I love that you said that because I always am like, oh, there's some traffic. Oh, let's do something <laughs> with my body. <laughs> it's like, an opportunity, you know, you're like, okay, refocus, reframe. And now driving gets way more fun. You get so yeah. productive. You might make some weird faces. People might be like, what is that girl doing in her car? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We are strengthening our pelvic floor and getting rooted and opening our sacral in ways that we all need to. So yeah, we're and if there's, away. A, if there's a lot of traffic, you'll be able to hold your pee in way longer than anyone else. Oh, that's so true, isn't it? That's so true. Oh, so this is this is beautiful. I mean, there's really, and that you, I will say, I did want to know, now I saw your Instagrams, your strength training again. So you feel good about strength training and have you noticed, obviously you've noticed, but the differences in this work that you're doing and teaching that translation to your strength training, just in case someone is like a barbell meathead and yeah. we got to convince them to get into more of these stabilizer things. Um, how has that helped you with your your movements? I saw a beautiful, I think it was a front squat. I can't remember what it was, oh, but Zercher. it's so fun to see. Zercher squats. Yes. So Tell fun me. to see. But I love it because it's truly, it is starting with feet and pelvic floor, that bowl that you were saying. Do you feel things differently in a way that is like just more? Yeah. What is it? How is it after this kind of journey of rebuilding your core? Yeah. So I didn't lift heavy really at all during my pregnancy. Um, so it had been a really long time and I knew I wanted to go back to it, but I didn't allow myself to do it until I felt like my core was strong. So it took me, I want to say six months after pregnancy before I even just, before I even stepped foot in the gym to do it, because I, I just, there was like a moment a month after I had Kai where I was like, oh, I feel good. No, not a month. That was a lie. Maybe three months. <laughs> I was like, I feel good. I'm going to go on a run. And I just wrecked my body. Like it was too early. It was too much. Um, so I, I knew that with weight work, I needed to give myself time. So that was the biggest thing. Yeah. And then for six months, even though it was, it's going to be very it's going to vary for everyone as we're learning our own cues and signs of the I'm ready or yes, no's. Do you have some things that were very much like I, how, like, how did you know you were ready? How did it feel ready for you? Yeah. I mean, I progressed from 
like I said, laying on the floor and breathing and like alternating lifting my knees without ever lifting my head to being able to like curl up, to being able to feel comfortable in a plank position uh, where I didn't feel like everything was kind of going haywire. So those were kind of good indicators that I was ready to lift because I felt stable in things like a plank position. And I could do a crunch without my abs just kind of pushing out. And I think so many women do have that happening, right? It's Mm -hmm. just jumping in too soon or just how their body, what happened with their baby, you know, and kind of reestablishing that connection with the core in a way that might look different and just giving yourself grace for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had a C-section, so my recovery took longer. You know, some people can jump right into workouts. I was eight weeks before I could do more than walk. So it took a long time. It was a lot. It was a lot of work. Uh, but it wasn't honestly in like the grand scheme of thing. It's incredible. Like yeah. what you're already squatting. <laughs> this is incredible. I was, it's so true. Like I am very impatient. And so I am speaking to myself here. Literally the card I pulled for my morning was patience. So I know that that is a P word that I have to always embody and consciously effort, you know, cause it yeah. doesn't come naturally to me, but it is so good to see whether it's like time hop on your Facebook or going through your photo albums, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm actually like doing a lot with the time that I have. And it puts time into perspective, right? I don't know where we got, like time is just such a man-made thing, you know? So it's this idea that we have, it, it's, it's taking so long, but it's like, is it? Or is this just our own perception of what this is? Like it really happens pretty fast if we zoom out and kind of, see ourselves from a different level, you know, like just zoom out, get out of your head and out of the details. And you're like, wow, I'm pretty impressive. So this is me to you. You're pretty impressive, (laughs) Lisa. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being my meathead guest on this little meathead hippie series. I miss seeing you in person. Uh, I love that you are doing these Tuesday classes. I just really can't thank you enough for taking care of all of our members and You have a, you have a great community, (laughs) like a really great community. Everyone is so awesome. Aren't they? They just really are (laughs) so beautiful. And I, I just could not thank you enough for being a part of it. And for all the, all the core connection for everyone listening and all the breathing and faces you will be making for the next few weeks. (laughs) We are with you in spirit. Thank you, Shalisa, so much. This is beautiful. Thank you.